Hello, Art Time of the Month listeners. Hello. Hi, Josephine. Oh, am I the listener? Hello. You're the listener. You're the one. <laughs> I'm listening to you. Hello. You are listening to me, and I am listening to you. Yes, yes. How are you today? I am well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about this interview. Me too. We have another artist we're spotting, guys. <gasps> another period pun. Yes. <laughs> We love a period pun. We love a menstruation pun. Um, we are sitting here in Point Loma in Dance Place in the Theater Arts School of San Diego. And uh, we're super, super excited to interview you. Tell us who you are. I'm so excited. My name is Courtney Corey, and I'm the director of Theater Arts School of San Diego. Yay, and I don't know you at all, I have wink, no idea wink. who you are. <laughs> no, it's not like we've collaborated for years or anything. Never. Never. We're total strangers. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm so excited to like be sitting here and talking to you about like, your career, though, because you've had a whole giant career before I ever met you. Yep. Um, and so I feel like this is kind of a nice platform to talk about all of that now. Um, so how do we know you, first of all? Um, well, you may have caught my performance when I was six years old. In oh. Waxahachie, Texas. Oh. Yes. At Miss Blankenship's Academy of Dance. Okay, now. Betty Buckley's aunt. Yes. I played okay. the role of the brick in the yellow brick road in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> hey, now. Did you catch that performance? You were a brick? Oh, were you born? You were uh, maybe in what one. year was it? Mm, 70 something. Mm. 70, late 70s. Late 70s, yes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I was fantastic. You played an inanimate object. I was a brick. I killed. I mean, that's your fucking claim to fame. It is, man. Damn. It is. So I've never left the yellow brick road, ever. I just stay on it. I mean, my whole life. Literally. Literally. Tell us what that Literally. means. Um, so a few years ago, like, I don't know, 15, 16 or so years ago, mm-hmm. I was in Wicked for many years. I was in the original uh, Chicago cast and the original Los Angeles cast of Wicked. I was Anna Gasteyer's um, understudy mm. for Elphaba. Ah, El- Elphaba. Elphaba. <laughs> and then before that, I did your favorite show. Rent? Rent, rent, you know. rent, 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 rent. I'm so glad that you know this about me. I know. I know. several. Have we talked about that on this show? You have. We have. I've listened to it. Yes. You have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I already knew. Because every time, shocked. Courtney's probably like, mm. Mm, I know. No judgment. Respect for your craft. It's just not my show. Yep, were you I in the ensemble it. in Red or were you? Um... I was. Oh, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> she was so not many, ensemble, yo. Many, many, many parts. So, long story short. I was in college, and I was lucky to earn my equity card while I was in school. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, let's start at this. Yeah. I want to know, like, your journey to all of this. So, so I went to San Diego State. Okay. The reason I went to San Diego State is we had just moved to San Diego the year before. I had no plan. I, there's no, like, college mm-hmm. research, nothing. Yeah. Uh, we just moved a lot, and we moved here. I was a senior in high school, and I ended up going to the school of a school of creative and performing arts, and that was a big deal for me because I could only dance. I was not a singer nor an actor. And now you can sing your face Uh, off. Well, so my acting teacher there, her name was Priscilla Allen. For those in San Diego, she was like the grand dame of acting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she was just in Total Recall that year with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I (laughs) lost my mind when I met her. Yes. So she, she changed everything for me. And I decided to go to state and get my degree in acting. And did lots of shows outside of school and auditioned just for the sake of auditioning. 
and I auditioned for Tokyo Disneyland, as you do. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that day, I had a contract to go to Japan. That is, so did Nick yeah. Cartel. It's, it's kind of a thing. <laughs> a lot this of a, thing. a yeah, lot of a college thing. performers so right, move on and do right before. I was there. Tay Diggs was there mm-hmm. in and Tokyo in Disney. Tokyo Disney. Okay. And then, he, then we missed each other. Mm-hmm. Like he went back, and then I. It could have been I you. Joined. It could have been me. Um, but I heard, you know, because I just kind of who's this Tay Diggs, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I heard about this show that he was joining, Rent. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, you know. But there was no like real internet. I mean, there was yeah. internet, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know how I kept up with the information that this show was happening in New York. But I knew that I wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I finished my contract in Tokyo, came back and finished school, and drove every one of my professors crazy because all I ever wanted to do was, can I do the Maureen monologue? Like for uh-huh. everybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I got it. So I graduated yeah. and two months later I started in that show. So I started as a swing and I covered Mrs. Jefferson and others. That was the first thing they cast me as, which is so not me. Um, and Mrs. <laughs> Cohen and others. Maureen. Yeah. yeah that one. Okay. And Alexi Darling. Um, oh, so I yes. swung those roles and then I was the cover for Maureen. This is when the cast was equity. This is the first national tour. Y'all. This was the Broadway equity, 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 equity tour. Yes. There have been non-union tours yeah. that I have a little thing with. <laughs> yes, this we'll get into that deal, in a minute. Yeah. The real deal. Um, so I did... And this was the, like the first national tour, right? I actually started on the second. They okay. just... I, I actually... I sat next to Michael Greif here in La Jolla. Oh, yeah. For, not by, I didn't know him, but I just happened to sit next to him um, for their last preview. So I actually saw, because mm. I knew it was coming, like things were looking kind of like maybe something could happen. So I'm like, I want to see this show. Yeah. And um, I've, I was just tickled that I was like, I'm sitting next to Michael Greif. He yeah. doesn't know who I am. Um, but I got it and I joined the second national not too long after they opened Mm -hmm. and was there for about three months. And then they plopped me over to the first national Mm -hmm. and that's when it all went crazy and awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were in Denver and it was Christmas week and that's when people should not be taking vacation. No. Shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. and someone did, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was allowed and it was like, well, it'll be fine. And it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Courtney's got it. Yeah. It'll be fine. And, and Rent was one of those shows that you'd be, as a swing, you'd be on every night for something. And it was cool because, like, back in those days, it was like Karen Olivo, you know, like, we were all like the swings, you know. So we were. Oh, you all, toured to Karen Olivo? Yeah. So she, like, we'd, she'd be on for Mimi or she'd be on for Alexi or whatever. And we all were, you know, every night was something different. So this particular week in Denver, I was on for. Like Mrs. J one day, and then Alexi one day, and Cohen the other day, and then Maureen. So it was very typical. And I was just like, y'all, I want to order pizza and play Scrabble. Like, like, <laughs> I'm, like, like, I'm reading a really show. good book backstage, yeah. and this is in my way. It's so As they, opposed to like Jay Armstrong Johnson, who during Cat, uh, Catch Me If You Can never went on because Aaron Tivet oh, played everything. Us. So it's like, I was This was I the was opposite in it. of that. Yeah. Which was cool, actually. It was very cool. But the um, I was just about to head to the theater one day, and the stage manager called said are you on your way and I'm like yeah I'm heading out you know it was like right before half hour and they're like get here as fast as you can we need you to be Paul and I'm like what Paul Paul 
Huh? Who's so Paul? Paul is, no, please, no, not tonight, please, no, Mr. Can't you go, not tonight, can't have seen mm-hmm. that whole uh, thing. And the support group, uh-huh. you know. Oh. And so I got to the theater. The costume, um, the wardrobe supervisor fitted me for something that was kind of kind of androgynous a little bit, like uh-huh. not any of my other costumes. They called me Paula. I had about like five minutes to rehearse. No, please, no, Mr. I yeah. was freaking out about it. I didn't actually know the track. Like I really didn't. Mm-hmm. know where you go and what chair you move and what table you stand on but the stage manager pulled me aside and we did like these little cliff notes I actually still have them wow I, my, my diligent notes and I, I knew what I had to do for the first scene so uh-huh. I went on and did the first scene and then went backstage and learned flipped. the next and that one, show yeah. was set up that way that it actually it worked so I did Paul for two performances that was like a Saturday yeah and I felt like I was like okay I got this down now and so on Sunday, I get the same phone call right before I head out to go to the theater. And I was like, so you need me to be Paul again? And they're like, no, actually, um, we need you to be Gordon. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Another life support person. Uh, so it's the other life support person. Yeah. And the drug dealer. Uh-huh. Like, it's going to be a happy new year. Yeah. Like, um, so they called me Jordan. Uh-huh. And there we are. <laughs> so sure. in that week, I played all the parts. Um, and it was cool because Alan Mingo was um, in our cast at the time, and he was our equity deputy. Mm-hmm. And there really at that time had been no rule like how to handle this kind of situation. Uh-huh. And so Alan got kind of on the horn to equity and with our company management and how do we pay this person for doing these things. I know it had happened before, but maybe no one had been compensated in a way that met the rule book or something. Mm-hmm. So like they, they like... They did it so the rules worked, you know, like they like made a rule because the the idea was people are going to go on for parts they don't cover. So that was kind of cool. So yes, that was rent. See, take note, go on vacation and Courtney Corey will snatch your job. (laughs) Years later, I had to go on. So I ended up taking over from Maureen Mini like a year and a half later, actually when we were in San Diego. Yes. Which was cool. We're in, fun story, um, our friend Kim. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were the first time she saw Rent. Mm-hmm. You were her Maureen. I deflowered her, mm-hmm. yes. and then years <laughs> later, when she, when you, she met you in my classroom or something. Right, right, right. right. She told me later she was <laughs> like, "I was sitting there trying not to freak out. It was like so fangirling so hard because Courtney Corey was like my Maureen, like <laughs> the first awesome. time I saw her, awesome. um, and that was just so funny because." I never knew that, that part connection. of you ever. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. It was 1998. Now, were you married then? I was dating okay. my lovely husband, Matthew uh-huh. Armstrong. Um, and actually, it was pretty cool because we traveled a lot. Like, he mm-hmm. would just come and visit me on the road, and we'd just hang out, and it was really nice. fun. And we would do things everywhere we went. Way to be, Matt. You know? Nice. Like, We'd go to Colorado and we'd go skiing or we'd, you know, mm-hmm. we'd see the sights while, you know, he yeah. still had to work, but he could mm-hmm. take some time. Awesome. So it was really fun. That is cool. Yeah. And then, so that was, the national tour of Rent came first. That was That was right like your first college. big job after yeah. Disney. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. And then how long were you on tour? Um, I flipped back and forth for a few years. Uh-huh. Then I came back to San Diego and did Sheer Madness, uh-huh. which was super fun. And actually, about a year into that production, got a phone call one night at the box office, and it was Rent. 
And I, I'm like, don't I have a cell phone? But I guess, I don't know, maybe they yeah. can hold. And it was one of those things where they were like, so here's the thing. And it was like a Saturday night at midnight or 11 at that time. Uh-huh. San Diego time. So we need a Maureen. Everybody has bronchitis and we're really sick. And can we fly you out? You were one of those. For the, for the matinee the next day. Did you do in it? In like St. Paul. Yeah. You did it? I literally went through my closet. I'm like, what would Maureen wear? And like pulled clothes or like bring oh anything you have just in case. I literally got there in time to go put on some clothes and go to sound check to be like, hi. Did Equity pay you a mint they for that? They paid so much money for that uh, They goddamn right they did. Yeah, yes. sweet. I, I, yeah. read oh a, I read an article about... Um, I think it was like a Broadway.com or a Playbill article about a uh, when um, Hamilton was about to go to its residency in Chicago mm-hmm. and they were talking about the life of like swings that go between the two shows. Like universal swing. Yeah. Thing. And they, yeah. they like fly them out to these different places to cover different people. But it's like now that the show is sitting in Chicago, we'll sit in LA for a little bit in San Francisco. They were like, these people are, you know, they can go all over. Yep. The and, and the blocking is different. Yeah. So like the blocking yeah. for Rent Second National Tour is the opposite in that first number than the first national tour. Wow. It's just it's just different. It's just opposite. Like instead of starting in a clump, you start all over the stage. And wow. so for those universal swings to not only know all the tracks, but then to know all the companies. So I have to be malleable like that. That's a special to person to yeah. be able to do that kind of is work. Is that why Damn. there's a national swing day? Have you heard of this? I, there's been more I mean, recognition be. of swings. In yes, recent I mean, years. As, yeah. as a listener, you know that I am. I'm a basic gay. I follow a. I follow a handsome. <laughs> Just basic. I follow a handsome Broadway actor every every yep. now and then on uh-huh. Instagram, and it's always like hug a swing national yeah. swing day, and I'm like <laughs> nobody outside of me cares nobody about this. Well, I guess the idea is that you shouldn't know, right? As the yeah. audience, that exactly it's That's seamless. It. And, yeah. and, and it's hard because you have to you have to do the track. Mm-hmm. You can't be like living your best self necessarily and being creative. Mm-hmm. You have to really yeah. be humble. I yeah. think yeah, there's like no harder job than an understudy or swing or stand in or what have you. Like because no one in that audience wants to see you. No. 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 Like, I had to go on are... for Alphaba halfway through a show. Yeah. And there's the no, no greater joy than, ladies and gentlemen, for the act two. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, normally oh. played by. What? And then the audience goes, oh. oh. And then half of them and like get up on. and walk out. Mm. And you're like, feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Sometimes. I have also then seen like these like amazing like champion moments where like an understudy just like blows you out of the water and that's such a joy to see too Mm -hmm. because that's someone who is working 10 times harder to do their job and to win you over and when they do good on you yay Um, okay so sheer madness sheer madness went back to rent for a hot second came back and oh so then I think that's when I I did my first non-theater job I think I've only had one you had a non-theater what was your non-theater job okay do you want to know? Yeah. I was a dance teacher for an exclusive spa. What? Yes, here in San Diego, North uh-huh. County. And I would have clients or students or whatever that would come through every week. It's a week long. You stay for a week and you pay tons of money to go. Sure. So guess who I taught ballet to for a week? Who? Barbara Streisand. You shut your no. face. Uh, 
Can you believe it? You shut your filthy mouth. I know. You're it was a vicious so liar. Awesome. I'm mad at you. We're in a fight. <laughs> you failed my class. Yeah. I am so, it was so like mad. A weird, it was like a weird job. Did she know? dazzle you with her impeccable phrasing? Um, she had very long fingernails. Of course she has. Of course she Her did. whole life. But like, you know, it was one of those spas where they like issue you your like blue shorts and your gray shirt and you don't wear makeup. And so these celebrities just walk around just like normal human beings, but in a... She's not a normal human place. being. Yeah, I, I did um, aerobics with Kirstie Alley. For a whole Whoa, week. yo! There's so awesome. much to talk about. There were so many. Oh my god! So many things. But yeah, like some weeks, I you'd have like this roster of like, okay, here are the people who have signed up for like the dance kind of track, and you know, you're just teaching dance for fitness, uh-huh. right? And just so they can live, yeah. they're not gonna, you know, learn anything. It's just exercise yeah, sure. and it's fun. Um, that was a week I didn't have anybody in my roster because sometimes there'd be people that just. You know, they were really like hardcore hikers yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have anybody. And it was kind of like, it was a cool place. Like if you didn't have any students, then you could just go take other people's classes. Or like if the people working as estheticians or massage therapists didn't have anybody, sometimes they'd be like, do you want a massage? You know, it's like the yeah. coolest place. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess I don't have anybody, but you still have to show up. You know, so mm-hmm. I'd go to my little sweet studio and I'd wait for my people. And then I, I, d- I didn't even know she was there. And then I see this woman and her friend walk. Was this in like, were these her fat actress years? No. Was this Cheers year? This was post Cheers. This was like early 2000s. Post This was like right around the time of Fat Actress. Post Veronica's Closet. Veronica's Closet? Yeah. Yeah. Pre-Fat Actress. Pre-Fat Actress. So you kind of find out. Like sometimes you'd know ahead of time who your people were. Uh And then sometimes it would be like Barbara. She's just walking down the path. Pre like Oprah in the bikini. Oprah came, but I didn't, I wasn't there. Yeah. Martha Stewart came. Remember Kirstie Alley's moment on Oprah in the bikini? Yes. She lost all that weight. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to have this mama. I'm going to wear a bikini on Oprah. And then she did it, but Homegirl was wearing like Spanx with them too. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, God bless you, Kirstie Alley. You're my peoples. She was awesome. Mm -hmm. But it was fun. Yeah. You know, like I remember um, there was one week I didn't have, like I didn't have a class. And so I went to take the Pilates class that Uh somebody was teaching. And I can't, I, I wouldn't say who it was, but I couldn't even remember who it was. So here you have this room. They're doing these like floor classes, right, of Pilates. And all these extraordinarily rich and powerful women are in this class, right? And somebody farted like big yep. time. <laughs> yep, they sure and did. And it was, and everybody started laughing. And it was fun and joyful. Mm-hmm. and Because farts awesome. are always funny. It was just fun to because see this whole classroom of these women just laughing about farts yeah and then I also the other person I really remember I sometimes if I didn't have dance classes I would do hi- I would lead hikes because mm-hmm. it was in the mountains and Andrea Martin and I would hike every Aww. morning oh and that was God. just like we were at the front we were like you know three mile Aww, hike oh lovely yeah so that was a weird job that is weird but I did that for a while and I think I started directing and then that's probably around the time I got pregnant with you know, got married my, got my knocked child. Up. yeah I got married before you know and made a kid made a kid and yeah <laughs> then that happened and took a couple years to just mm-hmm. be pregnant and then have a child. You were gestating for a couple I of years. I was an elephant. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you became a mom. Yeah. The but greatest, like the, the next like elephant mother. Yes. Um, so. so then, because you got into Wicked when Jack was still very young, So right? Jack was the 
officially, Jack never slept when uh-huh. he was a child. Uh-huh. And I remember one morning I was driving around with him in the car seat because we hadn't slept. And I just needed him <laughs> to go to sleep. good to be behind the wheel, delirious. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I had like vomit down my back. And I'm sure I hadn't brushed my teeth in so like sexy. two days. Yep. And, you know, he was like probably 10 months uh-huh. at that time. And I could see my phone was ringing, and I could see it was a 212 phone number. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, hail. You were like, hey, New That's York. That's New York's calling. <laughs> you know? And it was, and so all of a sudden, they, you know, it was, it was Bernie Telsey, and he said, we're auditioning for Wicked. I had just ordered the CD because mm-hmm. there was no iTunes yet. Uh-huh. And it wasn't, it hadn't been delivered yet. So I was like, what is this show called Wicked? Even though I had a friend, Christopher Kusick, who was in the show mm-hmm. um, from the beginning, beginning, beginning. And I was like, this show's never going to last. Oh, my God. <laughs> and here we are. Oh, my God. And they called me and they said, can you be in L.A. tomorrow, which was 23 hours from that phone call. And they said, we're going to fax you some music, as you do. And they faxed me 41 pages of music. You were like, I have a 10-month-old. And I put him in the freaking baby Bjorn. And I'm covered in puke. And I <laughs> learned that music and drove up yeah. and did that audition. That, did and you bring crazy. him to the audition with you? No. And I did the first audition, and it was fine. But, I mean, I wasn't seeking that Mm-hmm. show out I mean I literally I had actually been kind of sick after Jack was born so I hadn't even thought about like what those next steps were mm-hmm. um, and then they said okay we need you to come back tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm like what should I do what should I change any notes you know any notes for me they're like just dress like a girl because <laughs> I like I like literally manage just dress because like I just a wanted girl. to cover everything up like, like, don't like, forget I am, Alpha. A, I am a new mother yeah I'm like I was covering like I remember I had a mandarin collar shirt yeah. like, with like long sleeves <laughs> like I was covered I was almost a burka like just covered completely yeah. yeah and I went back and then all of a sudden that next day I got really nervous I was in the lobby mm-hmm. And I started kind of, I was actually hyperventilating, mm-hmm. which I've only done a couple times in my life. And I think that was the first time. And I was like, oh, get it together. And so I, I knew I was the next person to go in, but there was a bathroom. And I thought, let me just go in the bathroom and I don't know, just breathe mm-hmm. like this by myself. Mm-hmm. And when I went in the bathroom, I could hear the person auditioning in the room really oh. well. No. I won't say it who it was, mm-hmm. but I will say she was a teen sensation in the 80s. The, oh my. Okay. That's all I'll say. That I worshipped. I didn't know that's who it was though. But this she was singing Define Gravity and she couldn't finish it. She mm. just couldn't hit the notes. Like we kept trying like four or five times and she couldn't hit it. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I started to feel a little better. Mm-hmm. That yes, this was hard. And mm-hmm. and then I went out of the bathroom and then she walked out of the audition room covered in sweat. Whoa. And she was like, Ooh, it's hard. Have fun. <laughs> and I was like, What? And then all of a sudden I felt really good. Yeah. And then I went in and did it. And then they flew me to and New York. And you were like, watch me sing my face off. But you know, it's funny. Like I can sing it a thousand times better now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. And then maybe a couple months later, then we, we, we started the Chicago company. So we went to New York and... Mm-hmm set it there and then took it out to Chicago. That show is so hard too because you have a really high belt and then you have a really low register too. But I'm not that girl. <laughs> yeah. Is that the hardest show? The hardest song to sing in the show? I'm not that girl is the hardest song. Yeah. It's the hardest song. Because because you have to pull back. 
Yeah. You know? And most people and not would think it's the high belt, but yeah. So that was the hardest one. Damn. And how yeah. long were you in Wicked? I did it for probably about three years. Did you do Chicago years. first or LA first? Chicago first. Okay. I was the queen of injuries. Uh-huh. In fact, in, in rehearsals, I broke my ribs, as you do. Girl. Yeah. Wow. You and Adina. Yeah. Um, I broke my ribs, but I was bound and determined to make opening, <laughs> which was only like... So I, I really did opening with the broken ribs. I mean, they were still broken. It's not like they get better and mm-hmm. magically heal in two weeks. I was really like pissy that I wasn't in previews. Uh-huh. I couldn't even stand up straight. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I missed like all the photos, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I just sat there in the audience with an ice pack for like all of tech. I'm like, why didn't I just go home and yeah. maybe like lay down and not try to, you know. Like looking back on it now. Yeah, you're like stupid. Maybe I should have taken care of myself. Oh, I pushed so hard. <laughs> uh-huh. I pushed so hard. So I had lots of injuries in that show. I got epic food poisoning twice in like that show. I feel like that's such a common mistake with young artists, <sighs> though, too. It's yeah. like, like driving yourself so freaking hard to mm-hmm. just be seen and to just show up and make sure that you are not branding yourself as someone who's difficult to work with. But then Absolutely. we forget, like, the self-care piece of it. In that, like, you are no good to anyone if you are broken. No. <laughs> you are no good no. if you can't do the job. I, what, I, uh, the first, I got food poisoning in that show, and then also in L.A., mm-hmm. Epic. And we would have these visits, you know, the, the entire creative team, Stephen Schwartz, everybody would come. You would never know they're coming, and they're just there. And it's like, everybody, rehearsal. Mm-hmm. You know, tomorrow morning, sharp, da-da-da-da. And I had had... Schwartz is there, Jimmy oh, Nierlander. All of them, yeah. everybody, Joe Mantello, all mm-hmm. of them. And I had awful food poisoning. Like, I should have been in the hospital. Like, not just, like, throwing up a couple times. Like, yeah. days. And I was out of the show for a few days. But then when I found out that they were coming and we had rehearsal, I was like, I can't not be there. But, like, I was... It was still coming out all ends. Mm. And I remember going to the drugstore and being like, do you have anything? Like, on the way to rehearsal. <laughs> just anything. And they're like, well, if you have food poisoning, like, really, you need to, like... Just let it out. I'm like, but I have a dance rehearsal. And all I could think about was like all the lifts because I had to do like eight oh, lifts. Oh, no. We like, just farting in there. Can you imagine just like yes. all of it? Oh, it's the worst. Being lifted over people's heads. Just, oh, like, God. Not being that sure whether or not been. you'll yak on them. What is this feeling? Oh, <laughs> what is it? <this>? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Stuff. Oh, dancing through life. Dancing through Took on a whole new life. meaning. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had a lot of those yeah. moments that were... The real deal. Did you make that rehearsal? I did, and I, I held it, literally held it together. <laughs> like, although, although the second part of that is in L.A., I didn't. And so I had food poisoning again. We did an Actors Fund performance. You know, you do the, like the ninth show, mm-hmm. and your, your yeah. money you make goes towards yeah. the Actors Fund, which is awesome. And also the sweet part of that is Actors Fund will do a, you know, a buffet of food because you're doing a two-show day. And, yeah. and so I remember being really hungry that day. And I was in the buffet line, and then, like, they placed a new plate of chicken out, like, right in front of, like, I was mm. the first to get that chicken. Mm-hmm. And I just gobbled it up. And right before the show, I'm like, mm, I feel a little funny. Oh. And I remember my, my, my very good friend, Dione Collins, was like, why don't you have some papaya pills? So I was eating, like, papaya pills. Oh, like no. Did something. No, they don't do anything. Oh. Um, Papaya's like, a lot of fiber, too. Yeah, That's, that was just bad news. Yeah. And I made it through Act 1. 
And then we got up in act two and I was on for my ensemble track and I'm on a bridge like above Megan Hilty. Who's no. down below as oh, Linda. Oh, she was, oh. And she was the really quiet part of thank goodness. I couldn't be happier. And we're just like kind of almost in frozen moments. Uh-huh. And then I was like, and I'm like, oh, heck. And somehow I, I felt like I just need to get to the up-tempo part of the song. Uh-huh. And then the audience won't notice me. Uh-huh. Exit. Because if I exit, everybody has to exit on that bridge because uh-huh. it's really narrow. Yeah. And so sure enough, when the, ah, we love you, Glenda, I like put my hand on the actor who was next to me. I put my hand on his shoulder and I'm like, go. <laughs> and we, I got off the bridge and proceeded to vomit into my hands all the way down the stairs with my microphone on. Oh, my God. Just vomit. Just vomit. Like, big time vomit. Oh like, vomit, vomit, oh vomit. God. And made it to a trash can. And it's like the entire wardrobe and wig team was like on me. Because those Horrified. costumes are tens of thousands. Of course. They were like, Get Tens of thousands. And custom. Oh, yeah. it was that costume. Yeah. Right there that has like. Hundreds of yards of ribbon. All Which up. costume? This right here. This, Do you see that? Picture? Oh, the rendering. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh and it's God. like Susan Hilferty, who's we'll the take costume pictures. designer, one of we'll her favorite pictures. costumes. Yeah. And I was trying not to throw up, and I was trying to just catch just it in my hands. Over, like yeah. you can do that. You can. You, you just can't. You just can't put that in the dry cleaner. You like, cannot. We'll post it, was, it on Instagram, yeah. but you just can't put that in the, the dry those cleaner. Those were dark days. And then I just remember. <laughs> so I was out for the rest of the show, and Carol Kane, God bless, said, Courtney. Do you want you want to come to my apartment? I'll I'll take care of you tonight. And I'm like, I can't. I can't like that. Like, there's, I cannot bring this to her apartment. Like, I can't do that to you, Carol King. Yeah. No. So, so I have lots of great memories of Wicked, but a lot of them are surrounded by them are, like injuries. And you know what? Vomiting. To be to be fair, though, yeah. if anyone. If anyone's seen it all, it would be Carol Kane who worked oh, opposite heck. Andy Kaufman. Absolutely. So, yeah, for real. So, Absolutely. So like, she could handle it. Yeah, she could handle it. It's like, oh, you know, you know, Andy used to. <laughs> yeah. Here's a tip. Yeah, you know, here's a you'd tip. Be fine. Uh, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So that was so many good times. <laughs> so many. Oh, my. Were you out at, for the next show after that? or I, I managed to drive back to San Diego because I thought that would be an appropriate thing to do. Oh, God. That was a long <laughs> drive. And I think I was out that next day. I would hope I was out that day. I would hope that you were, too, Courtney. That was not... No bueno. It doesn't sound like a responsible choice. No. See, people no. don't under... <laughs> I think people just don't understand how, like... When it's like eight shows a week, yeah. you know, like it's, you have your life in that eight yeah. show week, you know? and and like again, not for nothing, but like these these are artists, but they're also like you're trained athletes because mm-hmm. you're doing all of this very intense like physical work, and then coupled with like the emotional work of you know playing to the very back of the balcony. Yeah. So it's like there, your body is going through a lot. So when you don't put anything, when you don't put something in it, that's yeah. going to disagree with you. That things are going to happen. Well, and and with you know a show like that, you get two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Like that's it for the year. So it's it's tight. It's a marathon. Yeah, and yeah. oftentimes you don't get those two weeks in at the same time. Yeah. Because normally that's pretty tricky scheduling mm-hmm. wise. Although I will say with the advent of the official role of Universal Swing, I think that that may be more doable these mm-hmm. days. But like you it's know. it's like fourteen days over the course of three hundred sixty five, yeah, right? A lot. So, it's a yeah. lot. It is a lot. How long did you do Wicked? Probably three or so years. Between mm-hmm. um, after I did about a year and a half in Chicago, I came back because I wanted to be home because mm-hmm. like literally my husband was commuting. You know, yeah. like on days off and yeah, long yeah, yeah. weekends. Um, 
And I ended up, well, I, while I was on the road, I auditioned for The Wiz mm. at La Jolla Playhouse. I went to New York and auditioned. Des McEnough and all of them, I, they, I don't think they looked up at me as I auditioned. They, mm-hmm. There was nothing interesting. Plus, I mean, I'm not a traditional <laughs> person in The yeah. Wiz. But they said they wanted multicultural, which is like, <laughs> I don't Sure. They wanted nothing to do. And then, and so that didn't go well. But then I, I think I had a couple days off and I was in L.A. and they were having more auditions. And I was like, damn it, I'm going to go and audition again. I'm going to sing the same. I'm just going to do it again. And luckily, like the weekend right before that audition, Des and the whole team had won the Tony for Jersey Boys. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Yeah, so They yeah. were in fabulous mood. Yeah, yeah. They were happy, happy, happy. you to look happy. up at me and hear me sing. Yeah. So it was a completely different room. Yeah. I did the same thing and I got in it. So the funny thing is I went from the Yellow Brick Road again to the Yellow yeah. Brick Road. And then after that, I found out they were doing the LA production and I was like, oh, that's kind of close to home and that would be a good job to have. And so I called them and I'm like, so um, can you consider me? And they did. And mm-hmm. then I went back. After the Wiz and did the LA production of Wicked. Oh. So it was like kind of sandwiched in there. I didn't realize that the Wiz was in between your Wicked. It was in between. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And there were a couple people that were in the Wiz and La Jolla Playhouse that had been in Wicked Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And so we were all kind of talking like, oh, that's trippy. That's a whole lot of Oz. That was so much Oz. Oh my God. Were you like all. I've had so much Oz. Wizard of Oz'd out? It's such a completely different show. Yeah. I will say the Wiz. Was one of the best shows I've ever been in. I will also say, and here's a fun fact: I saw The Wiz, mm-hmm. so I knew you before I knew you. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. That is one of the first shows I saw ever mm-hmm. at La Jolla Playhouse, mm-hmm. and I went back. I think two more times. Nice. I went back as a high school chaperone mm-hmm. to see it with at the school that I was like a resident artist at at the time. Yep. Um, I took my theater company to see it nice. on like a pay what you can yep. performance. Yep. And we got up like stupid early on like a Sunday morning to like wait in line for our $5 tickets or whatever. Awesome. Um, and then I think I went again for some reason, but I could not get enough of that show. And I was so pissed I, oh it never gosh. went to New York. The music. Those that production with Titus Burgess. Holy that production. Cannoli. I mean, what and they did. Nikki James. Nikki James. Was Dorothy. Was Dorothy, yeah. I mean, it was. We had Valerie Pettiford. There I mean, were huge the best names of the in best show. was in that yeah. show because this was Des's last musical before he went to Stratford. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a big And that show deal. never went to New York. There were it, issues. Yeah. And it, oh, it was there so were good. Some it was so good. Yeah. But it was ridiculous. It was really, really beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. You, you would have. So, as time went on, um, I was the only white ensemble member uh-huh. in that show. Um, Heather Lee played Ada Pearl. Mm-hmm. So as time went on and we went to costuming and all that stuff, I found myself being covered up more and more and more mm-hmm. and more. So th- you never saw me. As a white woman on as stage. Yeah. You didn't see any, like you saw my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. That was about it, mm-hmm. you know, which is probably fine. I mean, sure. except in Brand New Day, that one uh-huh. moment. But yeah, like, yeah. 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 So I was like, I'm the person in the green, or I'm the crow. Yeah. Or, you know, like. <laughs> oh, so. God, the crows. The Yo. crows. You know what they were God, uh, modeled so after sick. Condoleezza Rice? They're like, so really? you're going to be the crow. The crows are, you're Condoleezza. Isn't that funny? That was the what? inspiration Explain. for what? the crows. We had like Condoleezza Rice wigs. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the helmet, the helmet that hair. That kind of like, kind of. 
kind of helmet, but like a little bit lizard out, yes. you know, like it's Remember a little. Remember the crows were like on trampolines, right? Around the center circle in the mm, round or no? The crows, no, we were just kind of up singing. The, there was corn that was around. Yes. Yep. They there were was there. something with tramps, the, yes, no? The calidas, the lions, tigers, tigers, and bears, oh my, which were amazing. Yes. Were on power risers, which are stilts that yes. have hinges. There was something that was like oh, jumping so cool. and a bounce that I remembered that was, um, oh my amazing. God. I could talk about that show for five more years. That's it was awesome. pretty cool. It is. And so from then, you went back, back into Wicked. Wicked. Yep. Back to Wicked for another year and a half. And, and you opened there as Alphaba? Opened LA. Still understudying. Oh, okay. You know, it's one of those things, once the understudy. Mm-hmm. The only way, oftentimes, to go up in the ranks is to leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of liked the gig, and mm-hmm. um, I kind of knew that they weren't going to pull me up, so it was like either this or or no Wicked, yeah. you know? Um, but I will say it was during the, towards my end of the L.A. run that I started going, all right. I mean, I don't know how old I was at the time, but I was going, well, do I want to be in my mid-40s, mid-50s, and still schlepping mm-hmm. still doing the same auditions and it's contract to contract and I don't especially with Jack growing up and then yeah, being in yeah. school now mm-hmm. like all that stuff so I I started exploring the idea of creativity mm-hmm. and uh, started a book project which I have not finished mm-hmm. but I think this theater art school of San Diego is much the result of that exploration mm-hmm. so I started this like t- studs turkle style interview style book mm-hmm. where I would interview different creative people um successful creative people in there um mm-hmm. I think Carol Kane was one of them you yeah, know yeah. like who do I know who do I know in different in different fields um and I Which think that's much when like I, what we're doing here yeah <laughs> like, in yeah terms of interviewing people and I, yeah. I didn't ever think that I would stupidly enough, that I would learn something from those interviews. Mm-hmm. I was just simply trying to document what other people said. Yeah. I didn't have, I, I wanted kind of actually no voice, I was stupid, mm-hmm. in that book because I didn't feel that I had one mm-hmm. yet. Um, and the, the weirdest interview, um, which I think I've told you before, you have, yeah. was with Valery Gergiev, who ran the St. Petersburg Ballet and mm-hmm. this, the whole organization. And, um, it had been said that he knows Vladimir Putin very well. And mm-hmm. also it had been said that he kind of steered Gorbachev into funding the arts more, that that's mm. how you're going to be a world power. So here I am, nervous as all heck to meet this very Russian man. And we sat in this huge rehearsal hall side by side, like not even like facing each other, like <laughs> shoulder to shoulder against the wall. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. And his people said, you have five minutes. And I'm like, oh, God. And we ended up talking for like 20 minutes. And when I asked him about creativity, he said, it's not my job to be creative because he's a conductor. Uh He's like, if I'm creative, then I'm not doing justice to the piece that I'm conducting. The integrity of the piece is lost. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to be creative. It's my job to be the vessel Mm. and to bring that to the audience. And, And so I just kind of... It was just kind of one of those things like, oh, I didn't th- ever think about it that way. And, and then I started realizing, at least in Wicked, in the role that I had in a show that's very set, and especially for me as an understudy slash ensemble member, it also was not my job to be creative. I mean, creativity brought me to the table. It gave me the skills to be mm-hmm. there. But like, I couldn't be creative with my 
placement on stage or where I looked, you know, when the light's hitting a certain way. And I kind of realized, I'm like, I think I want to be more creative now. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the next step was starting this book that I haven't finished yet. Um, I like having ongoing projects though. Yeah. I think that it's undone means that it's, For a reason. there's still work to be done. Absolutely. On it, right? And I think, I think that's truly the case. Yeah. So this kind of came from that, so, which is good. Yeah. So let's talk about this. I mean, obviously, yeah. after Wicked, you did tons of regional theater. That's yeah. where you did and I met. Did more stuff at the, at the Playhouse, you yep. know, Bonnie and Clyde and yep. Limelight, Chaplin, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. But yeah. And then you and I met mm-hmm. during a production of Pippin. Pippin. And... That was when you were like, I'm opening a school. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a theater teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to be friends now? Is that uh, funny? Okay. Well, um, and like literally, I had auditioned for a show that stupidly I thought maybe I would get in. Uh-huh. And you should never think that because no. you shouldn't think that. Yeah. And I didn't get in. And I was like, shoot. Like, if I didn't get in, like, I, I was really sad for about 30 minutes Mm -hmm. like I suck Mm -hmm. god I suck so bad I'm a horrible actor I you know Mm -hmm. right for about 30 minutes and then I was like you know what I wasn't supposed to do that show no that was not my train you know like there's another train for me and I'm like I want to start this theater school I have no plan I have no money yeah I have nothing but I'm gonna start it on the day that that show would open that's awesome. Which was like two months. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and I don't know. It somehow happened. So tell us about now, like, the work that you're doing now in this school. And okay, so what the, does your career look the like byline today? of theater art school is we will never do Seussical. Yeah. Theater art school. <laughs> we will never produce Seussical. Nothing against Seussical. We will never Seussical. do... Annie. Annie, Lion King Jr. Nope, no Aladdin juniors. Jr. And also we will never produce the all-white hairspray. Right? Is there an all-white hairspray? Oh, y'all. Oh, yeah. Because in schools, right, if your demographic is not diverse and you want to do a show and, oh, hairspray's fine, blah, blah, blah. So I've had students over the years that are those students. Or like they're like a little tan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, God. Right? They're Mediterranean <laughs> looking. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I've been... They get I've cast been, as uh, uh, just, like, seaweed. just, like, swallowed my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, I've been doing They're private like, teaching do dream forever. Girls. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would. I'd have students that would go to these other organizations or their school or whatever. And I'm like, but what, huh, what, are, you th- what are they teaching about the civil rights movement? And, you guys, you know, look at my face. I'm mm. looking. But look at my face. Yeah. Listeners. <laughs> look at my face. You know, just because you're Italian and have like really nice olive skin doesn't mean yes. doesn't mean you get to play seaweed J Stubbs, no, you know? No. <laughs> yeah, no. So I was just seeing all of yeah. that. I was seeing a lot and I was also seeing a lot of my own private students at the time, I was seeing them come from other places devastated. Mm. I mean, and as we do, students that deal with depression and anxiety and just a thousand other things, and hearing their like the back end of their stories from auditions for from other theater groups and and really hearing these quote unquote directors or theater teachers demean and belittle and devalue these kids as if that's the way it's done in the business mm-hmm. and i was like hell no this is n- this is absolutely the opposite the reason those people are horrible was because they're missing something mm-hmm. right and and i mean my coaching sessions for acting became like 
therapy sessions. Yeah. I'm like, we can't, we can't, we've got to do something. We can do better. So that's why I started this school with the mission statement of we are inclusive. We are diverse as much as we, you know, keep trying to be even more and more diverse, but that's like our mission statement. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to do outside-the-box type things. We're going to produce Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to write plays. And I want the kids to know what it's like to do a role from the ground floor. Mm-hmm. To know they were the first person. There's an empowerment in that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that's why we do yeah. what we do. So, how is the how is the school structured? So, like, when... Is it, it's not, I'm, it's not like LaGuardia High, right? Absolutely. So, okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not so Debbie much. Allen, you're not I like, love you, I wish I could be Debbie <laughs> Allen, but I'm not. Um, so, like, how's the school the structure? Like after school, yes. like, as far as classes and the stuff that the kids work on, it's after school. Okay. It's weekends. I private coach mm-hmm. all the time. So, some kids are, have kind of atypical school schedules or they're homeschooled so they can come in in the early part of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything's pretty much, it's very much the extracurricular type Got it. Okay. thing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had, um, when I, when I was in high school, I mm-hmm. went to Malmago high school here in San Diego mm-hmm. and my theater teacher, uh, was, um, <laughs> was someone who, um, who, he... I love all of your stories about him. Oh, I know. He's all of them. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it Mr... No, that's that was my music teacher. Oh, and what was from his name? S- Mr. Astara. Astara. Oh, I think I yes. know about this from listening. <laughs> yes. yes. Who talked Restaurant. about Leia Salaka? Like, As the songbird yes. of Asia. As the songbird of Asia. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> Mr. Astara. Um, God bless him, wherever he is. Bless. Uh, but Does my, he know how much we talk about him? I hope so. I feel like <laughs> somewhere maybe he's somewhere Mr. Astara should be like the mascot of Art Time of the Month. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was fabulous. I swear to God, he's showed up in like a mesh like shirt <gasps> one day like oh, it was just awesome. and this was at the time when like you know people still had like boom boxes so we had oh, like yes. his three cd changer boom box oh, okay that, that would that would play it, the Mr. minus Astara. one you know yes. for like you know he also let me at a he it was like some spaghetti night fundraiser that the choir <laughs> was doing and he let me not only MC but he let me close the show singing stars from Les Miserables. Oh, okay. No. Uh, anyway, you got your whole gay self. I did get my whole gay <laughs> life that night. Anyway, but not him. So mm-hmm. my theater teacher from high school, uh-huh. when I had already moved here, and was like, you know, what can what can America bring to me? <laughs> and I went to you know anyone who knows anyone who knows anything about San Diego geography is that like East County, San Diego, Spring Valley. It's like our our my high school had the um, unfortunate. Uh, the unfortunate moniker of being like Mount Megiddo because right. it was very, you know, it was like urban. It's always good right. to put labels on kids. Isn't it? You know? Isn't it? It's, it's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. It's what we strive for. Mm. And, yeah. and so he took it upon himself as like, he wanted to do theater that was that spoke to that was also fun for him and mm-hmm. exciting for him that was not Susical right, or yeah. our town. No offense right. to you know the classics. Love it. There's just a lot mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And his kids, like you know, there was like one white kid, mm-hmm. and then everyone was you know of color. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what can I do? So he did like he did like culture clash and he was like, do y'all want to do this piece from like this, uh, um, Sam Shepard play. And he was doing, he was doing, so I remember going to, 
um, what he called Faces of the Theater, which mm-hmm. is, uh, it was like, it's just um, a series of scenes from different plays or one acts or, you know, one nice. scene, 10 minutes. And there was like, the beginning was drama, the ending was humor. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there and just being like, oh my God, like I never seen anything like this before. There were people who not only looked like me, but also were about my age doing all this stuff. And then right. I was hooked from that point on. But I always felt like coming from that tradition of, mm-hmm you should make art that speaks to the people that are in the community that you're serving Absolutely, is so important. And so like, then like seeing how that kind of informed other like quote unquote theater kids, Mm -hmm. you know, that grew up, it's like, Oh, but you did, you did this, but like you're, and not to, not to discount their experiences. Cause you know, these are kids who are like, you know, from Pocatello, Idaho or whatever, who did all this stuff. But it's like you being from like, not inner city, but like urban, suburban San Diego, mm-hmm. where you know these kids are doing um, culture clash, and they're they're they know, understand the jokes because it's also part of it's in a language that they are mm-hmm. like grew up speaking, and so I I, I appreciate that that is alive yeah. elsewhere and not just you know in our in my little corner. Yep. Over there. Yep. I was finding too that a lot of um, kids who do theater are the ones that quote unquote are like extroverts, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Or whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and would also hear stories of like, they're just so loud and it's so much. And I did, you know, like from these other kids and I'm like, why aren't these kids doing theater? They're mm-hmm. the ones who are actually going to like listen. Yeah. Take direction yeah. and make some ideas in their yeah. brains. And, you know, so that, that's been, we're kind of that program mm-hmm. that actually speaks quite a bit to those students. Yeah. Um, we've, we've all talked about the importance of representation and mm-hmm. of being seen and of being heard, but so much of that is just being given opportunity. the opportunity. Yeah. You know, like we have representation all around us, but without the opportunity to step mm-hmm. into it, yeah. that's where we've been failing our kids. And so the more we're offering them mm-hmm. these kinds of classes and workshops and original performances and opportunities to like write their own words and their own experiences. Absolutely. That's where we get these creative outlets and these bursts yeah. of like, oh yeah, I'm still good at this shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the this. best part. Yeah. That's the best part of it mm-hmm. is when they have those breakthroughs and you feel like they, they have a home. Yeah. Cause kids need a home, whether that it's was it. and I think that's basketball the or theater or whatever. Things that you and I had talked about mm-hmm. too, was that like when I was a kid, I was never in theater to be like, up front mm-hmm. or to be like the star. Right. I was in it because that was where I felt safe. It's yeah. where I had friends. It was my community. It was my home. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was like so much of what I needed as yeah. a kid. And that enough, that was enough yeah. for me to yeah. just kind of feel yep. like I had a moment, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm stealing a little bit from our, from from the whoopee duties, mm. um, do you remember the first time where you knew that you were like an artist? Um, I definitely have always been in art. Like that's mm-hmm. always been something that's driven me from like being the brick on the yellow brick road. And, you know, like <laughs> well, like you in, know, in like that that's always been too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your first like memories of seeing theater, or like was it always theater for you, or was for it music me, first? Or? For me, it was always music. Okay, I mean, it was dance for me. 
with Miss Blankenship at the Academy I of mean, Dance and Miss Streisand. And, yeah. So it was me doing dance class. Um, and I, my dad was in a symphony orchestra, and so mm-hmm. I would sit and watch rehearsals. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like I'd sit with my like coloring book and lifesavers and be kind of bored, mm-hmm. but pro- and like sit in the back but and probably like, like choreograph yeah. in my brain without knowing it. Yeah. And then um, when we moved to upstate New York, um, it was a very big year for like amazing music artists like Enya. Enya, Anya. Oh, yes. hey. Sail away, sail away, yes. sail away. Who oh. can say? <laughs> and so, so the Orinoco my very flow. good friend Heather, shout out to Heather. <laughs> hey, Heather. Hi, hey. Heather. Um, we choreographed like to our Enya? first piece to Sail Away. Was it lyrical? Can I just tell you what I wore? Was it modern? Yes. Um, Linen. So, um, spandex, of yes. course. And was there shiny. silver involved? Well, first of all, the metallic. Were t- first of all, the underlayer was the toast um, nylons. Do you remember yes. those called toast? So that your legs oh God, looked yes. like toast. Yes, I do remember. Toast, that. Um, yes. toast. And then I had on top of that a blue lycra, like legging, if uh-huh. you will, and then a fluorescent orange, like midriff tank I and mean, then the brilliant part of the design was Heather had the opposite so right on had, brand with Enya she had like and their new age orange, echoes and then we <laughs> sailed away sail away damn right we you sailed did. away on that portable stage outside the <laughs> school for the fine arts festival and I think I knew Oh god. That's when you knew. That's yeah. When I mean you I had know. done choreography in the basement of my friend's house. Yeah. Like we did Footloose. I did Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band. Uh, yeah. By the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a very dramatic piece. You but might have seen it because I sold tickets to our family. In I put it on stage. I mean, Enya owes us so oh, much. My Lord. You owe Enya so much. Well, so then the funny thing about it is the next Set year away, I felt empowered. And Mariah Carey now. Was okay. The okay. First year. Now you're speaking my language because so, Mariah grew up a town oh, over from me on Long Island. Heck. Just I so you know. It. So Vision of Love had just come out. Listen. Now, oh, let me, no. y'all, I, have never, I had not sung ever in my life. Ever. <gasps> okay. okay. So, you're trying to sing <laughs> so I'm feeling empowered from my Enya from the previous fantastic performance. Oh, yeah. So this year, I'm like, I'm going to sing <laughs> Vision of Love. Yes. In front of my entire freaking school. Yes, oh, you my did. God. And my mom would hear me practice with my little tape, like little tape player in my bedroom, and was like mortified. Like, oh, she can't get up oh, in front of her whole school no. and sing like They're that. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh. <laughs> oh, So no. I started taking a few voice lessons. It was still bad. It was still really, really Oh, but bad. good on her. But I took a few voice lessons and then sang Listen, Vision and- of Love and Riffed. Mariah Carey has given you so much because oh bless look at where you've sung now all over the country and the world well I've had the passion so the the skill skill had to catch up it It took some time listen Mariah we see you it took so many years (laughs) you did that Mariah that was you good for you so I knew even though I hadn't really done any like I hadn't moved out here and gone to SCPA yet or anything I knew that there was something there was something yeah and I knew I was fabulous with those two numbers (laughs) so bad but you know oh my god but tidbit of information um i did do the musicals at our school and our choreographer was john bolton who was in anastasia and christmas story and all of that stuff and we were in upstate new york so the idea that this young guy from new york city 
was going to mm. come in and choreograph for our high school. So that that was kind of a fun little, cool. you know, yeah, nice. circles moments. Yeah. Circle. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. We're coming up on like my favorite question oh my God. ever. <laughs> this is my favorite question. <laughs> and this is going to be a tricky one for you. Okay. Oh, heck. <laughs> Joe knows. Look at my face. <laughs> I'm looking at your Here face. Here we go. <laughs> my question for you is this. If okay. you were not an artist... What would you be? And you can't Don't say be a teacher. teacher. No, no. Absolutely <laughs> well, because not. you are already yeah. and all that. So if you were not any kind of artist, what would you be? So I actually, this is not a tricky question, but the Tell funny me. thing about it is because I'm one of your sevens. Yes. I have listened to your other... Let's wait. Can we pause here pause. and just honor the yes. fact that Courtney is like an OG From art the beginning. I've listened the to every single one now. And a couple super of them a couple fan. times. Like I'm a super fan. Super duper fan. <laughs> oh I walked God. in the room. It's like, I'm hugging you first. And I was like, okay. We've been yep. doing this now for like a year and a half. And we were like, I think maybe three people are listening <laughs> yeah, to three us. People listen. I listen to it every yes. time. We at and least know we're making it for like Ashley and <laughs> yes. for Courtney. Like you know the names. Yes. For Natalie. <laughs> for Natalie. For Crystal. Yeah. Like, awesome. yeah no, we have like our devout followers That's and good. Courtney is right there. I'm right there. there. Okay. Did right I there. mention a, a, a cis head straight man? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> no. Not even. No. no. We so, know our demo. Uh, Courtney. Yeah. What would be your chosen career were you not an artistic human being? Well, the funny thing is, is when I was listening to Juliet's. Yes. Didn't she say Indiana Jones? She did. And when I listened to that, I was like, well, hell. Yeah. Because that's what I would be. I say that actually a lot. Hey. Um, however, I wouldn't, as she said, I would not be the teacher end of that. Uh-huh. I would only be the one who lives in the like jungle. Like the geologist part yeah. of it. Yeah. And truly, I think at some point in my life when I'm older... That will be because that if I can spend any time away from San Diego and be on vacation, I must be with monkeys, okay. sloths, uh-huh. be really sweaty, and uh-huh. in the middle of a jungle where there's only dirt roads. Like that's that's kind of like the that's mo of yeah. yeah vacations for me. So we know that when you're an old old lady, we'll find you curled up in a hammock somewhere and just in talking to the sloths. jungle trees. Yes, yeah, that is. That's my place. Just okay. like a sloth hanging from you as oh, you're talking heck. to everybody. So that's where you would like live and exist. But what would you do as a career? Live and exist. <laughs> Just <laughs> live it. and exist. She's I mean, like, really, that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, really. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't, like, wouldn't I wouldn't do work. anything. Yeah. No. I, I think I thrive in high stress. Mm-hmm. So there's certain jobs that I think I'd probably do okay in. Because of that. Yeah. But I don't think I'd want to commit to any of them. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it probably, it's, I, I am either black or white. Like I'm either a mile, you know, 60 miles an hour yes. minute um, or nothing. Yeah. Playing with sloths. Playing it in would the middle be of being nowhere. a sloth. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But probably some sort of like that. researcher for sloths yeah. or something. But where I'm like with them. Maybe you like are the proprietress of a tavern. On the beach. We're so, my husband and I, we, we have looked <laughs> at property. Okay. Like, yeah. Not like legitimately, but like a one day I want you and thing. Matt to own like a swim up bar. Oh. Like where I can like just doggy paddle over to you. Yep. And you'll pour drinks just in my drinks. mouth. Yeah. And then I'll swim away. We have talked about just digging a big freaking hole in our yard. Yes. And just make it a swim up bar. Like there's no, no pool. Do that. You just like stand in the water. <laughs> Do and, like, it. drink rum. <laughs> I you believe know, like, that about you. I would do that. I, I know would. you would. <laughs> yeah. 
I kind of do that kind of thing. <laughs> I like building weird things. Like, so, you know. Inflate that, a kiddie happen. pool and, you oh, know, yeah. just drink some rum. <laughs> it's going to happen. That is awesome. But yeah. So, um, what is next for you, Miss Courtney? Oh my gosh. Well, you're involved in some of it. What? Is... what? I don't know any of this. What? What are you talking about? This is so exciting. Okay. This is actually a great week, actually. Yeah. Um, it's a crazy week. So, we're preparing for our fall mm-hmm. here at Theater Art School. Um, what does that entail? That means all the mini classes. Mm-hmm. And we have some new instructors mm-hmm. um, that are going to be doing some things. We've awesome. been collaborating with New Match Collective, which mm-hmm. is an awesome theater company. Um, and they're going to be doing some stuff here, which will be very cool. Cool. And then I got to figure out my classes. So I got to get that all online. Um, Laura Osnes, mm. Cinderella is coming to yes. town um, on Saturday, which mm-hmm. by the time this airs, this will be beyond that. But like mm-hmm. planning for that. So we have a master class with her. Um, the big thing that we're preparing for is the Wow Festival, mm-hmm. La Jolla Playhouse. Yes, we are. Yeah. So, Wendy, why don't you say a little bit for a hot second about Wow? So, Courtney called me I don't know, a couple ago. months ago yeah. and said, "Hey, I have this idea. I want to do it with you. Are you in?" And I was like, "Duh." <laughs> um, so, the Wow Festival is internationally recognized Mm -hmm. and it's hosted by La Jolla Playhouse which is a huge regional theater here in town Um, and WOW stands for Without Walls so it's theater in non-traditional spaces which means puppetry performance art walking theater tours like like crazy crazy creative shit that like you would normally think of car plays all that Mm -hmm. stuff has come Mm -hmm. out of the WOW festival um and so this year, the WOW Festival is going to be here in Liberty Station, yep. down in Point Loma. And Courtney was like, hey, our studio is down here, so we should be repping. And I was yeah. like, I'm in. I'm in. So yeah. what are we doing? And, you know, so we're doing a piece called Pandora and the Jar of Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was one of those things, to be honest, like m- one of my mantras or whatever through life has been simply to do good work with good people. Yeah. And... Um, it shows how that visits you every once in a while. How sometimes you feel like you're awful and you can't be, can't do any art, and nobody's listening to you, yes. and it's just the hardest thing in the world. And oh god, and we've the, all been there, right? And, it's, yes. and sometimes that's like on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? Like in the morning, mm-hmm. it's like awesome, and by noon, it's like oh, you're like why is this my career? Yeah, and what am I doing with my life? And so I, you know, to be honest, I pitched an idea to the Playhouse, and I was fully expecting to get glossed over because that does happen, not from the past, yeah. but in, in life and also, also doing what I do. This mm-hmm. is, this is the hardest job I've ever had. Um, there's a lot of battles that I've lost mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and I'm like, we're probably not, we're probably not sophisticated enough or we're not grown enough or we're not whatever enough mm-hmm. to be in the festival. I don't know. Like I was really not sure. And I pitched an idea and dang it, they, they bit. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. You know, so um, Pandora and the Jar of Hope, we'll, we're going to have uh, four, adding four amazing actors to yeah. our company. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be performed by professionals, but we will have support from our students mm-hmm. here at the studio and also from Monarch School. Yeah. Um, which we've done a lot of work with over the last year, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then... Wendy, where are we going right after Wow? Oh my God, can we even talk about this? Oh my God, can we talk about it? Oh my God, do you know? Have I told you? Yes, you have. have. Okay, so um, so Courtney again called me like a month ago and said, (laughs) 
hey, are you up? I want to run something by you. And it was like seven in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to get, like, go to the gym or whatever. And let me call you from the car. And I called her from the car. And she goes, um, so. <laughs> it was early. It was really Because I was early. like, I need to call Wendy early. Right and now. I was like, why is she calling me at 730 in the yeah. morning? Yeah. Um, and we have been invited mm-hmm. to the International Theater Festival in Havana, Cuba. Right. And I am dying about it. <laughs> I so am excited over this because Cuba has been my life's dream. Like, I'm not even kidding. Since yeah. I've been a l- very, very little girl. Yeah. My abuela's from Cuba. She came here when she was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I have always, always, always and forever wanted to go and, like, see where she grew up and, like, mm-hmm. just, just stand on that soil. Absolutely. And I am... I was going to go with my sister for right. my 40th birthday. I was birthday. trying to like give you like, oh, yeah, go to this place. And then all of a sudden. But then this- there's like Trump travel restrictions. <sighs> and blah, 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 blah. So then yeah. that trip fell through. My sister and I planned a different thing. And then Courtney was like, yeah, but this we've been happening. invited to this festival. So I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm going to that, too. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It's kind of like we can't pass it up. I mean, first of all, it's Cuba. But then yeah. it's this theater festival that. I yeah. want to know all about, you yeah. know? And I haven't been to a theater festival in Cuba. I you know. know. I'm dying. Um, and I've been lucky to go a lot to Cuba. Yeah. So that's been great. Um, normally it's because my husband conducts down there mm-hmm. um, with the National Concert Band. And that's always been awesome. Mm-hmm. But it, but over the years, I've tried to make some connections in the theater community. Mm-hmm. And now they're starting to... And it's finally Chaos. happened, and yeah. Courtney was gracious enough to be like, "Well, let me. Come. My writing partner would like to come." Yeah, with I was me. like, and "I think I, somebody else needs to come on this," you know. And oh my yeah. god, I can't wait! It's gonna be fun. So yeah. now it's a, now it's like planning stages for that, yeah. and it's you know. real now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Well, goodness. now so you've said things. it, so you have to go. Well, oh, we're going. It. <laughs> it's being featured on our time of the month. I will clearly talk about it yes. in our October <laughs> recap. Yep. Yes. Yep. Hold on tight. We'll muddle through one yeah. day at a time. <laughs> just going to have to listen to me like weep through the October episode because I'll just be like, it was so beautiful. Um, okay. So yeah. all of that stuff is coming up and like mm-hmm. super, super excited. And the studio keeps growing and growing yeah. and this collaborating. This is seven years in November. Seven years. So yeah. seven years ago was when we did Pippin. There you go. Isn't that crazy? You just timeline Like it. literally. 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 We were probably that was a great production. That was fun. It was fun. That was fun. It was. That was also another great experience. Just real quick, shout out to the Jimmy because yes, he cast me in that show before ever hearing me sing. Whoa! I hadn't sung with a choir or anything in fifteen years at that point. Ten, fifteen years. And he was like, yeah, but like you can carry a tune, right? Yeah. Like we, he like took me out to lunch <laughs> like, and he was it. like, so yeah. here's what we're thinking and, and this is that. And, you know, we just kind of talked a little bit about theater for a while mm-hmm. and, and he was like, you can sing, right? And I was awesome. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Let me, la, la, la. Um, and, <laughs> and the next day I got a call and they were like, we want you to be in Pippin. And I was like, what? Yeah. So then like showing up for that first rehearsal, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Pissing myself. <laughs> I didn't know any of the people in the cast. I was like, I had, I was like in this rehearsal room with these like giant voices, and I was like, 
Like but you have uh-huh. a giant like, We've got magic to do. <laughs> just, just for you. you. We got you. And I was like so <laughs> meek and so scared of it. And then like I really oh. like grew into that. And yeah. that was like such a gift. That was such a fun. It was. It was. But, I like, loved watching your number too. Like every night. Like <laughs> with all your ties. But I always you know? like look at James and think like that's what it's about. Right. Absolutely. It's like when somebody can look at you and like recognize your talent before even you know it's there. Absolutely. Like that was such a gift yeah. that I'll never be able to repay. But um but yeah. And thank yeah. God for that because there we you are. And I have been connected ever Absolutely. since. Absolutely. And yep. James and I have been connected ever since and there it is. So yep. Yep. Oh goodness. So many things. Oh. So many so things. many theater things. How can we keep up with you, Courtney Corey? Uh, social media. Oh, the social media, yes. Don't call We're me. On the social Don't meets. ever call me. I'll never return your phone no. call. <laughs> no. <laughs> Courtney will only call you if you're if, me if, and if you're it's 7 30 in the yeah. morning and, and you're going, I'm to, going Cuba. to Cuba yeah. with you. There it is. Yeah. No, um, social media. So the Insta and the Twitter, Theater Arts SD, and that's theater with an R E. Uh, Correct. That's where thank fancy. you. Yes. Thank theater, you. Theater R E Arts. SD. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Theater Art School of San Diego. You're on Pinterest too. I am on Pinterest. I do pin. <laughs> I want to talk I always a little go, bit when about I pin that. something. I go pen. Because one of the really remarkable things about this studio and what I love about working at this studio mm-hmm. is like visually, the work that you produce here is really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And that's why like Pinterest, I think, I don't normally think of Pinterest as a tool for like social networking and, right. and stuff like that as a theater artist. But for this school, Pinterest yeah. is like pretty sick because yeah. the puppets that you're creating, the costumes you're creating and the things that you're doing creatively in smaller spaces and non-traditional spaces mm-hmm. There's some really, really cool stuff up there yeah. and some really great imagery. So check out Theater Arts School of San Diego on Pinterest, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, come see the WOW Festival. Yeah. See the and, WOW like, Festival. Children's, and check out your website for come, workshops and classes. Yeah. And come take and, classes and, and things like that. We, you know, we try to do different things. We're always outside the box. So we're trying to find playwrights for you that are diverse. Definitely. And relevant. And Yay. all of that stuff. So, yeah. So one last thing. If you had one piece of advice mm-hmm. for young theater artists, for someone who wants to have a career like you did, who wants to tour, or maybe who wants to teach, or what have you, whatever, mm-hmm. what is your piece of advice? Well, first, there, I will always say travel. Right. Yeah. That's one thing. Um, but the big thing, um, because I encounter this challenge, I think, a lot, is... I encourage young artists to always think outside the box and like artistically break the rules Mm. because I'm seeing, especially, you know, because I deal with a lot of students that are going into college Mm -hmm. auditions and things like that. And they'll get, you know, lots of advice from all over and they'll come to me and say, I, they, I was told I need to be doing this, this, and this right now. If I want to be this type of actor, if I want to be a musical theater, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Okay. But do, what do you see yourself? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what kind of actor do you see yourself? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to be in ballet class five days a week, like everybody else, then your resume, when you go into college, is going to look like everybody else's. So what is it that makes you different? You know, mm-hmm. I have students that do, like, like Greek folk dancing and mm-hmm. Portuguese music and all, and do, like, crazy volunteer Capoeira. things. I had, Capoeira, I had a student yeah. who did... Um, 
Uh, I don't want to mislabel this, but he does. And he put it on his seventh grade performance resume mm-hmm. and I was so proud of him. It's like traditional like Hawaiian fire dancing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. And I was like, talk to me about fire dancing. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, it's this yeah. thing that I do. And it was like this amazing conversation in Absolutely. his audition. It was really, really Well, and, you know, it's funny because like if I saw a resume and mm-hmm. that was on it, that's going to be the most freaking awesome thing on that entire exactly. resume. Yeah. And like when I, when I think about back when we were doing Limelight, which ended up being called Chaplin, um, our amazing first director that we had for that show was fired midway mm-hmm. through the rehearsal process, which was crazy. So Warren Carlyle, who was the choreographer, stepped in, because he's also a director and he's incredible, uh-huh. as director choreographer for the rest of the run. And we had a vaudeville kind of music hall scene that we had to we had to kind of start from scratch with some ideas because we were kind of floundering for a few days. And Warren said, "Does anybody like breathe fire?" Or like he was serious. Yeah, you know he's like, "This is where I want you to look on that special skills part of your resume." Yeah, and like really bring it. Who can hula hoop? Yeah, and so I mean, yeah. all of those those special skills, mm-hmm. all those things that make you unique, um, continue them. And have your own identity mm-hmm. as an artist. And, like, stop trying to fit into some sort of mold because mm-hmm. it, you'll never fit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to tell them, just be yourself because it's the most interesting thing yeah. on stage Yay. is to be yourself. Yeah. Be interesting, everyone. Be interesting. Yay. Josephine, do you have any parting words? Um, what do you have to say for folks that are, like, on the audition grind or mm-hmm. that, like... Because you, you know, in learning all about you in this last, like, hour and a half, and mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, you went to this audition and this audition and this audition. And, I, and for me, it felt like you you actually kind of derived, like, a little bit of joy from being able to get out there and, like, see if you, you know, see if you could do it. And, right. you know, and then, oh, no, that didn't work or, you know, yep. whatever what have you. So what do you have for those folks who are, like, you know... Kathy in last five years climbing up the hill. Right. Climbing uphill. Yeah. Oh, a couple things. So you'll get the part that you're meant to get. Mm -hmm. So, and I use that term of like, it's not my train. Yeah. So the idea is like a lot of times we buy this ticket, right? This figurative ticket for a train trip that we're supposed to take. And we go to the train station. Like I'm supposed to be on this train and we're struggling and fighting and we want to get on. They won't let us on. And what we're really doing is holding that other train up, right? So we have to let that train go so that our train comes in. Um, and then for auditions, like just in, in the nuts and bolts of the room, that it's not your job when you audition to get the role. Yeah. That's absolutely not your job. Your job is to tell your story. That's the casting director's job. Put that on them. Don't try to read their mind because you never will. Mm-hmm. Go in show the joy you have for performing and tell the story and then walk out of the room. And then you're, you have power. You walk out with power and then you can go into the next audition and do the same thing. And, and you'll know when it lands that it was the right thing for you. Yeah. I think that's the easiest way. Otherwise, just a bunch of no's, that can That can, can get hurt. really defeatist. You yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So good luck out there, y'all. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Courtney. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sitting with us and sharing your stories. Yeah. Um, We have officially interviewed our first super fan. Yeah. (gasps) Oh my gosh. And you too. And you too. Oh, can I tell you one thing too? Oh, please. So 
when I was listening to your episode, um, <laughs> Nick yeah. and Juliet are both Leos. And so are you. And so am I. I know. Isn't that weird? I know. Crazy. Are yeah. we only interviewing Leos? That's Is that the criteria? I that's a I that's a really mean, hard thing to say. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, Leo is one of the fixed signs of the zodiac, so you know, yeah. they are steadfast and Fiery and fiery. There it is. Well, and know. you know, happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. You're impossibly young. I am impossibly young. I know. Yes. Impossible <laughs> how young I am. <laughs> um, I love you so much. I love you guys. And, Thank you. Um, Thank you. Follow Theater Arts School of San Diego yes. on all platforms. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Awesome. And hey, listeners, enjoy your time of the month. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.